This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Today's show, we're going to talk about women and the men who love them. And uh, we're going to talk about all of that uh, with um, our friend uh, Juliet. She is a coach, a mentor, a guide to visionaries and leaders, transforming and changing the world. But before we go there, got to talk to my friend uh, uh, Nathan. How are you, young man? Doing well, Kevin. Uh, just taking a little glimpse out the window, looking to see if I can see little blue things flying through the sky. Don't see any yet, but looking forward to the weekend when they will be. Oh, is is this uh, um, Blue Angels weekend? This is Seafair weekend. Lots going on around the Puget Sound. You know, you got the hydroplanes and the tunnel boats, and of course, the Blue Angels. Always a big icon when they make their trek up to the northwest. And always remember that there is a period of time on Saturday and Sunday, unless I've changed it, and I don't know, but I-90 is going to be closed for a period of time. Actually, they closed, they opened the bridge, I should say. They are no longer closing it. They've changed the safety flight box, whatever you're going to call it, and uh, it won't be an issue of any danger if uh, the Blue Angels are flying over the bridges. So we're free to travel along I-90 and 520 bridge all weekend. Well, that's good to know. That's a, that's really good to know because it used to it used to cause a lot of problems. So I guess those problems are eliminated, which is why they eliminated them because they cause problems. Yeah, but you still got to keep your eye on the road. You know, if you see a jet flying over you, make sure you're focusing on the road, not the jet. I tell you, and those things are fast and they're they loud. are they are. It's very easy to get distracted, especially Indeed. with how low they fly. Indeed. And speaking of being distracted, uh, our guest today, um, and if you go to our website, which is feelfullyyou.com, um, her name is uh, Juliet Caraman, and she is a uh, wonderful young lady that is in the merry old uh, town of London, England today. And uh, we're going to be talking about her, her work, and how she can help uh, primarily women, but also couples and and men work together to uh, lead a better life and and to really uh, have the 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 life that they would truly love to have. And so many of us are lost. We're just trying to survive day to day, and we don't really get into understanding what we can really become. Um, and um, you help us with that, don't you, Juliet? I do. I do, my love. Um, I call it feeling scrumptious. So really ah. that um, that energy that moves through us, right? We all have that life force, that chi, but that we've kind of like lost access to that maybe as a baby you know, we had. And then all of a sudden with all the conditioning that we hear and all the, the things that we hear from our parents, from our schools, from all the influences that we had, we just shut down that beautiful person that we actually are and i kind of help people open that up and help them open up to scrumptiouses of life to that life force and to really learning how to communicate with the most important person of your life which is yourself right become intimate with yourself again 
Exactly. And you also have a podcast, which is Scrumptious uh, Woman. Is that right? The Scrumptious Woman. Yes, it's almost a month old and um, it's been it's been going really well. I've been enjoying it a lot. Well, that's that's really cool because your information is it's important for people because we get caught up in our day to day existence and especially women who are professionals and they have children and they've got a husband. They we get tend to get caught up in the to do list of what we've got to get done today. And and by the end of the day, we're tired and uh, sometimes it just doesn't work out well for us. How do you help people get through some of that stuff? It's so funny. I was speaking um at uh, the Erotic Blueprint Coaches Convention, because I'm an erotic blueprint as well, coach as well. Um, and that was one of the things that came up. It's like, how can we re-jazz a relationship? I have people that come to me after 23 years of marriage and just say, we love each other, but there's no real intimacy. We don't, we talk, but it's always about the kids or it's about work or it's about the chores, what needs to be done. We kind of disconnect right and they start living together as kind of like as roommates so one of my ways is saying make some time for each other and I get them to play games communication games games and how to touch each other how to kiss each other again because when we hug and when we kiss we actually release endorphins and all these feel-good hormones. And it's really difficult to stay in a state of not liking someone when you have all those hormones coursing through your body again. So I ask people, like, take 10 minutes, 10 minutes, maybe in the morning, and just connect with each other. Yeah, we can do communication games like, this is what I love about you. This is what I think you and I agree on. And this is what I need you to know. And when you do that back and forwards like that for about 10 minutes, you've created empathy. You've created connection. And then like the whole world starts opening up. And then it's like, well, actually, I would love you to touch my hand maybe. Or can we, you know, I miss you. And you can start having those conversations because you're not throwing charge. You're not throwing accusations at someone because you've just connected reconnected now i was married for 24 years and it was the best six months of my life but i i say that as <laughs> as a joke uh, <laughs> but the the thing is when you're married for a long time and you get into a certain rut and you get into certain you know you've got the kids and you've got all of these things mm -hmm. and and also when you get married, I don't know about everybody, but for me, I got married when I was 25 and my bride was 21 and no. we were just very young mm -hmm. and we had not even discovered who we really were yet. And how, how do you teach folks that are going through that to kind of grow together rather than to decide your, you know, because we each have our own careers and we're doing our own thing and we got the stuff. How do you teach people to grow together so that they can stay together? And because you chose that person because you love them. But over time, that tends to just kind of, uh, 
I don't know if it's evaporate or go away, but it becomes seems to be less important than the day to day stuff. How do you teach people to grow together? Uh, it's such a good thing, right? Because it's such a great question. We've ticked the boxes. We've you know finished school, maybe gone to university, got our first job, ticked the boxes of getting a place to rent and then maybe to buy and then the the kids and the dogs and the this and the that and the career. So it's all of those little things have gotten ticked and the intimacy, the actual, the, the real connection between people starts to wander. So this is where I really urge people to at least have two or three date mornings a month. Pick even if it's 15 to 20 minutes twice a week, if you can't do a full two hour slot somewhere. Pick 15 minutes twice a week saying, okay, we're going to turn off our, our um, phones. We're not going to talk about the kids, but we're going to remember who you and me were, what our relationship is, what it used to be, and what we loved about each other. Because again, our mind, our subconscious can't stay in two states at the same time. So can't get angry, can't stay angry and can't be happy at the same time. So what I get my, my peeps to do is to write a list alone of 10 things that they love about the other person. Might be what they used to love or might be what they love now. And then to share it with each other. And that, again, creates that empathy. And also it's really important to have communication skills. You know, when the husband comes home from, um, from work, uh, and maybe the, the wife is at home taking care of the kids or has just cooked dinner and he comes home and blurts out that his day was not great. I'm trying to not curse here. <laughs> he had a bad day and he just didn't like it. All. And yeah, and the wife is there. He's got two toddlers hanging on to her skirts and then, you know, cooking dinner. It's just, it's not the right time for her to pay any attention to him. And this could be completely the other way around as well. So one of the best things is like, hey, do you have the bandwidth to talk? Do you have the bandwidth to listen? I don't actually need your advice, but I would like you to listen. And this has us check in. It's like, actually, no, I don't have the bandwidth now, but I would love to discuss this later when the kids are in bed and et cetera, et cetera. So it's really communication is the biggest, the, I would say the biggest killer of marriages. And it's also the thing that gets people close again. Because yes, without physical intimacy, you know, you can still love each other. But if you don't have that sense of feeling safe with someone, um, being able to communicate what your needs are, what your wants are, what your desires are, what your wishes are for both of you together, then it's going to be really difficult to be physically intimate as well. So that's the first thing I always try to get people to, to get much better in, in communication. You know, you think that since you got married and you remember your, when you got married and you remember your honeymoon and you remember the first year or two and when things were, when it was just you and your wife before the kids came along yeah. and everything was going just fabulous. And then, and then you get caught up in all the things in life. And then there's a point in time when you actually forget the art form of being intimate with someone yeah. that you used to be intimate with. And it made a great 
it made your day when you could do that. And then suddenly, you know, 10 or 15 years down the way, I'm tired. I got a headache. I can't, I'm, I can't, I don't want to just, I, the kids drove me crazy today and I can't, I, or the boss was terrible to me today and I can't, you know, so we, we can't connect. It's difficult for us to connect again. Yes, it is. It, it really is. But in order for us to stay together and, mm-hmm. and really, it, and you got married for a reason. And uh, yeah, how do you help people remember the reason that they fell in love and got married? But that is one of the things, right? Make a list and share that with each other. But we can't remember what it was. But you know what? Take a bit of time. Most people do remember. And, or you can even make a list of these are the things I used to love doing as a kid. And then all of a sudden your mind goes to the positive things again, right? Because so often we're just stuck in this life is bad and this is horrible and my, my everything is just going wrong in life. And when you think that, then that is what also um, what creates your emotions and your emotions then create your state. And then that is what you bring in more. So, Often when we've been married or when we've been together with with someone for a while, there's some resentment that creeps up. You didn't take the rubbish out, garbage. You didn't come home the time that you were meant to. My brother does more things for me than you do. And it starts becoming this blame game. And even if we don't communicate it, that emotional charge is stuck in us, right? Because it's always, it's how we feel about something. It might be something someone did, but that is just, you know, yes, you didn't take out the trash when you said you would. But what sucks about that? It's like, well, what sucks about that is that I feel that I can't trust you. So those are the things to get to. It's like, and if I feel like I can't trust you, I can't trust to to open up with you. And that means that you don't love me. And it always boils down to, someone had us feel unloved, unworthy, or not good enough. But then if we actually communicate this, feel it for a moment, we remove the charge and it's like, oh, okay, this is just something that happened. You know, it's, it's, we're not getting stuck in that rat race of that everything is terrible. Now I've got I've got this is a very important question I've got to ask you. By the way, we're talking with uh, uh, Julia Caraman, and and if you go to feelfullyyou.com, you can find all of her information. She's got her podcast is there. She's got uh, lots of free information and things for you to to look at. But um, when you reach a point in your life when you are interested in making a a large change and you want to raise your vibration and you may start meditating and you may you may start thinking in terms of living your life better and mm-hmm. your partner doesn't come along with you uh in that and that happens a lot where uh people feel like they're not they're not vibrating at the same level anymore mm-hmm. and so it makes it very difficult sometimes doesn't that necessi- necessitate that they they break up or that they that something happen or or can can you encourage people to learn how to do this together and buy in how do you get people to buy in well of course you can do this together but I mean, every, 
in a relationship, everyone is 100% responsible for that relationship. It's not 50-50. It's like I'm 100% responsible for for my relationship with my my fiancé. He's 100% responsible for that. Now, our vibrations, some people might ascend a little bit quicker and do more meditations or do, do more things that they're in that higher frequency. But everything is energy. So that person wouldn't be with us or, or won't stay in our life long term if they somehow can't feel that frequency. It doesn't mean that they need to meditate. It doesn't mean that they need to be very spiritual. But, you know, that there might just be some layers that are kind of like hiding that. They don't speak the same language as you in that respect. But there could be massive, deep respect. And there is a willingness. And when there's a willingness on one side, that often changes the whole relationship. Because it's not two negative energies butting up against each other, blaming each other. But one person can just change that whole relationship. And of course, when you get to a point that you're like, you know what, I need to take care of me. And the best way of doing this is by consciously uncoupling, by consciously taking time for me, because no one else is going to take care of me but me myself. Most people don't want you to take care of yourself because that means that you're not taking care of them. That's correct. <laughs> and as a, as a as a former overgiving, or maybe I should say recovering overgiver, because you know I still go back into that that pattern from time to time. That is very true. It's really difficult. We haven't been taught how to take care of ourselves. We haven't been taught to put our needs first. Um, and it's all the conditioning, and especially if if people have children, we've learned. As, as a woman, we've given birth, we've breastfed or not, but you know, this body was made to actually nurture babies. So it is in our nature to give. But when we get really wrinkly and pruny and do not fill that cup and do not water our own little plant that is this body, then how are we ever going to be able to give to anyone else? That is so true. You know, I want to ask you because, and I don't think I've ever asked this question to anybody before, but you're one of the uh, few people on the planet that I think can give me a, a really good answer. Um, no pressure whatsoever. No, <laughs> but when you're a couple and we, we had two kids, uh, when you're a couple and, um, and she gets pregnant and she carries this, life form for nine months her body makes unbelievable changes over yeah. that period of time both physically hormonally um she may not like the way she looks or, or you know what you know because the baby bump although the baby bump now is a lot more fashionable than it used to be um people show it off more than they do than they used to it used to be like I've gained 50 pounds and I have the baby and I lost 11 and now I'm 45 pounds overweight, you know, that, that, and that kind of thing. But when, that well. <laughs> you've heard that story. I'm sure. Oh my God. No, I just remember having given birth to my twins and people are like, Oh, how, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, you had twins. 
Yeah, I had four kids in under three years' time. I had them Holy like mackerel! You were really good. quick. Yeah, well, you got you got out of the diapers fairly early, <laughs> but, but the, so the question is, because men do not carry the child, mm -hmm. we don't have nearly that innate connection. To, mm. and, because when the baby moves, when the baby's eight months old and it starts to stretch and move and kick your ribs and and make you have to go to the bathroom every five minutes because it's it's it's. Uh, um, uh, on your bladder and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we don't experience any of that. So sure. our experience of birth is completely different than yours. Do women just innately have a better connection, a more deep connection with their children by and large, not everybody, but by and large uh, than, than the men that, uh, that help them um, have the ch children, because we, we may have had, we may have, you know, contributed nine months ago for a minute and a half and that's all we did and uh so you, you know what i mean i would hope it's more than a minute and a half you know <laughs> at least there was some pleasure in that minute and a half <laughs> but um it's a really interesting question right and i was debating this um with another um podcast guest the other day where it's like as a mother you kind of when that baby gets however it comes out yeah, a cesarean, natural, but when you put that on your body, there is instant, unconditional love. It's like your heart, the floodgates just open. It's like, oh my God, this is, I, I never realized I could have this much love. And I've talked to a few men about that, and they have just as much love for that baby, but they haven't physically gone through actually carrying it so there is definitely i would say there's there's a slight difference and then of course we have the the babies that are born in not such great circumstances that right. maybe the mother didn't want to have it so that that is a completely different scenario again but our ability to love so deeply so unconditionally it's almost only when you pick up your your own child and, and and very often it's that first child it's like that complete wonderment it's like oh my goodness and then the second one is like oh my goodness again can you feel that feeling again and it's like yes your heart bursts open even more yeah. so it's it's a tricky question i think woman when they carry that baby and and yes you do have a, a deep connection you know, I, when my um, first son was born and he had um, and I don't know what the medical term is for it, but he actually pooped in the womb. And so they we had to go yeah. to the emergency room uh, to make sure that, because they needed to make sure that he was all cleaned up and stuff. And, and uh, I don't know what they call that. But in any event, when they cleaned him up and then they put him on her chest, the yeah. look between mm -hmm. me and the baby that was just uh, he he was he just opened his eyes for the very first time he could not stop looking at her it was like there you are i knew that was you babies don't even see yet right but we can we can we can sense the vibrations and they can hear our voices as well when they're in the womb still right when when they're in the belly they can hear that's why a lot of people a lot of women talk to their babies hold them um, and I think there's there's been a study that I think for like 
so many months afterwards, they still carry uh, a lot of our genes. And what happens is we get some of their genes as well because we carry that baby. So it's, it's a really interesting exchange of energy and of physical stuff that happens in our body. It, it, it's amazing. And it's different for, and, and you're right. I mean, I love my kids to death um, and would do anything for them. And uh, I, I love them greatly, but it's a different experience when you're uh, a, a dad versus a mom, because then then after the baby comes and mom stays home and is either nursing or but take some time off because she's got to heal and and the baby's brand new. And then dad has to go back to work. Yeah. Um, and so that's that was my role is I was the one that would go to work because we needed money and so and i had a restaurant to run so um i wasn't able to develop the close connection with my my sons except i did put my um walk my son to sleep every night to give my wife a break uh which i highly by the way recommend if you are a father a young father and you just have a, a baby do i know you're tired i know you worked all day but take the time and carry that baby around, put him down, but you, you're the one to put him to sleep. You say to your wife, leave him. I got this. You go rest and relax because she's been stressed out all day long, changing diapers and getting up every two hours and, and feeding and that and all that stuff that you got to do. So be kind to your wife and, and really get invested in your kids. Is that good advice? I think that's great advice. And that's the thing, right? Because you're tired too. You're coming back and you're like, oh my God, I also want to just put my feet up. But yet that is a time that you can also connect with your baby. And sometimes it's really beautiful to share that together as well, just to sit with, with the baby or with the children in between you and just recognize this is our little family. And that's what we forget because we get so caught up and, oh, my God, I need to do this and I'm tired. And that we forget to actually be grateful for what we have in this moment right now. We forget that we created this little thing out of nothing, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it was just appeared and it's 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 a remarkable experience so i highly and this is a massive win right and we kind of then gloss over it saying oh yeah well we had kids everyone has kids it's like well no it was a miracle you know you created a kid through the two of you and you're taking care of it and you've managed to take care of them and yeah, now they're off at university or now they're in school just actually see what a blessing it is what an incredible win that is celebrate it and sometimes as a married couple, we tend to forget that as we, as they get into junior high and, and then they've got get to trouble. <laughs> or, or they're, they're, what a lot of parents do now is it's like soccer in the fall, um, baseball in the spring and Cub Scouts. And so we've got all these activities that we do and we tend to stop stop and smell the roses of of life and the kids and that kind of stuff by the way we're talking with juliet carmen and uh go to her website which is um feelfullyyou.com she she's she, you you really are very good at what you do and you're wonderful to, to talk <laughs> to. i really enjoy it uh, 
we need to take a little bit of a break in uh, just a couple minutes. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more with Juliet about about um, about things. We might even talk about uh, a little bit about intimacy. Um, that would be, you know, we need to be careful. But <laughs> we, we're going to we're going to talk about your relationships, how you can both be kind to yourself, be kind to others and make it all work so that it's better for everybody because I tell you, when mommy's happy at home, it's a happy home. Uh, when mommy's not happy at home, it's like... <laughs> a friend of mine used to tell me, it's like, I do what I'm told because sometimes then I get to do what I want. So we're talking with Juliet Caraman. We're going to be right back after these messages. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. Hey, PTR loyal listener. First, thanks for being in my dream. And second, I have a new concept in business to share with you. It's called socialpreneurship. So what's that? Well, it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project which is working to achieve good in the world. KM Media is such a company. We believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen. So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we will lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio, video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash our dash store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at Kevin at kmmedia.pro and let's create something great. And welcome back everybody to Positive Talk Radio. With me, Kevin McDonald, and we've got a great show for you today. Juliet Carmen is with us. And by the way, Juliet, do you know that we created a short for you? Did you see that short we did for you on, on Instagram? Last time, yeah. I posted it in my feed and on my, my stories, everything. And everybody thought you were just fabulous. And so we got lots of views from it. And and so that's the kind of work that KM Media does. We can create uh, a short uh, that goes on Instagram, can go on your website. You can use it for anything you want. And so just go to kmmedia.pro and uh, talk to us about creating something for you. I'll even do a phone message for you. Hi, this is Juliet. I can't come to the phone right now, but if you leave a message, I might get back to you, but I may not. So, no, I'm kidding. 
Um, so well, I'm 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 not sure if people would would quite understand their voice, yeah, with my <laughs> with my voice together. But I think what you're doing is amazing, and actually, everyone needs that social media, right? The social, the, the shorts, the little clips, the little video clips, the little audio clips. Incredible what you're doing. And if you go to Positive Talk Radio on on Facebook, we're, we've created a new group, which I would love for you to come and talk to at mm -hmm. one point. It is a, it's called Positive Connections, and you can uh, uh, apply to join, and we'll, we'll let you in, and, and, and then we're going to have events that we're going to invite special people that have been on the show to come and talk to you and make it an interactive dialogue. You can talk back and forth. You can talk to each other. Um, we're creating, want to, well, we want to create and will create a like-minded community for people to talk to each other because post-pandemic, still everybody is isolated. You may not feel like you can talk to people in your immediate sphere about things that are rattling around in your head and that that you want to change and that kind of stuff. So you can do all of that by going to uh, um, positive talk radio on Facebook and sign and, uh, and we'll get you and we'll get you started. So we're trying to, we're trying, we're trying, Juliet, we are, we're really trying. And community is really important. Yeah, I just spent three days and pretty much nights for me because it was specific time. Uh, so until like 1.30, 2 o'clock here in, in the morning in the UK. But I spent with my community of coaches and we felt safe with each other. So you feel safe enough to speak what's on your mind, to what's happening, what are the things that you're struggling with. And that's what community does. We create empathy and we actually have a safe container where you can talk to each other. So I think it's a great idea. Always up for um, for Facebook groups and things. I have a few myself that I go create this as well. And it's not that I created, we co-created, right? And that's the beauty of relationship. We co-create it. Yes. And the, the whole idea is for us to support each other mm -hmm. so that can lead and live our best lives and many times it you can't do it by yourself that's you it can't. i was just gonna say you don't have to do this alone like when people start feeling like there's something more out there like very often we talk about the midlife um crisis and and this is what i actually started coaching in um when i turned around 50 i'm like what does midlife mean? You know, that time that you've ticked all the boxes and then you're like, is this all there is? And we get this often when people, when they have kids and they, they go to university, they have empty nest syndrome. And then both or one of the parents is just like, you know, I want more. That's when you often also see divorce happen because they're thinking like, hey, I want more from life. I, I have a lot, but yet I want more. And if you can then find a community that can actually hold you and that can also say, hey, have you looked at this direction? If you go into coaching, there, there are so many good podcasts out there. There are so many good YouTube videos. There are so many good coaches out there and therapists that can actually get you back on track and that can bring you guys back together and then realizes like, whoa, this is like my whole second bit of life. There's so much available to, to me. Well, you know, it's interesting. That's how Positive Talk Radio got started. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was due to my asking the question, because 
I'd had the career. I had the house. I had the picket fence. I had the dog. I had the cats. I had the kid. I had the wife, kids. I had the wife. And, but for some reason, I just didn't feel like it was enough. And I was 42. My life was half over. My dad died at 76. My grandfather died at 71, which would make it more than half over, which meant, okay, so I've got 30 years roughly that I'm going to be here. What kind of difference can I make that I haven't made to date? And that's, and so that was part of my midlife crisis was I really wanted to make a difference. Yeah. And so many of us do get into this because we want to make a difference because we have that calling. We, you know, you don't see a lot of coaches, therapists, podcasters that don't want to make a difference, right? We want to have our voice, whatever we bring out there. We want you to hear the codes and get activated because, you know, it's all energy. So we can actually pick up on, on the codes and then make them our own. It's like, oh, that activates something. And this It's like, I didn't realize I had that in me. But then, so that's energetic level, but then also on, on the speaking and the communicating level, it's like, oh, I'd never thought about that. That's interesting. Let me have a look at that. And then all of a sudden you go on this like little breadcrumb journey and the next breadcrumb appears and you're like, oh yeah, that, that looks like it's, I don't know why, but I am tempted to go on that path. And then you learn so much about yourself, about your relationship, about, you know, possibly what happened in the past and why you are stuck in some energetic holding pattern that keeps you um, kind of stuck and not free to, to live the life that you want. And you know, I know that you, you've had a lot of people come to you with this, which is that we tend to think of our problems as unique to us and the issues that we have, no, this doesn't happen to anybody else in the world except for me. Well, when you're in, get into a group and you have a bunch of different life experiences, but they're all open to talking to you. Oftentimes you'll say, this happens to me and nothing, nobody, it doesn't happen to anybody else. Somebody will say, well, no, the same thing happened to me. And this is how I work through it. It's one of the things that I I use in my coaching a lot and I use when I coach people in, in uh, big companies to normalize what's happening. Saying, oh, I've seen that in another company where I work. Oh, I've seen that in, in a different couple. You know, things like this happen just to normalize it because then the stigma of coming up with something that they feel like they're the only ones, that is just kind of like, hey, that's what Brene Brown calls empathy. That's what the Me Too movement started with, right? Oh, I'm not the only one. And I remember really well when I first went into my whole deep dive of person, uh, personal development, I went to this workshop and they had drawn a line on the floor with tape, with masking tape. And the question started. So everyone was one on one side of the line. And the question starts like, have you ever broke? Have you ever had your heart broken? step over the line if you had and most people like yeah the next question is like have you ever felt hurt by your parents and pretty much most of the people <laughs> stepped over and the questions got more and more intimate like have you ever been sexually assaulted have you ever been abused and some people hesitated but then most people stepped over 
and you'd have maybe one or two people on the other side that had this hadn't happened to and all of us on on either side would look at each other as like wow we really are not the only ones and it creates such a feeling of like empathy such a feeling of connection like oh my god i'm not the only one going through this i'm not crazy i'm i'm not isolated and and i i don't have to deal with this alone because when we try to deal with everything alone that's when we get massively isolated that's when our head when our thoughts keep spinning and that's where we have really a lot of emotional problems where where you know mental health starts developing and if you can start talking to someone about this and to to specialist that is the whole stigma the whole shame just falls away why is it and i think i know the answer to this but i'll ask it anyway why is it that some of us because of how we were brought up we don't want to look at some of the things that happen to us in our lives we just can't kind of gloss over them and say ah, it doesn't matter and but you can't heal unless you are aware of what happened to you so that you can get through it and heal on the other side of it am i correct in that well my company is called feel fully you so that means feeling you have to actually feel so to be able to move through experiences that have happened you have to duplicate them so you have to re-experience the memories that you have of them now so what i mean with that is the emotions that come up now and they won't be the same as when you actually went through it the thoughts that might come up perhaps you even have an image and then what's happening in your body what's happening somatically to you so those four elements are really important and when you allow yourself to feel them for 30 to 90 seconds so maximum two minutes the charge that where you're stuck you know, that, that tightness just all of a sudden disappears and it's like oh okay a new layer comes up and then a new layer of thoughts and emotions and body sensations come up and you just start peeling away like an onion that real stuckness of charge and that's what i teach about in my rapid release rewire and restore method where we have to actually move through something because our mind our psyche is incredible when we are not ready to move through it it buries it it kind of like shoves it under the carpet and i remember when when i was 18 i got date raped by five guys i completely felt parts of it you know you feel ashamed maybe it was my fault i completely buried it for all my marriage and it was only until i divorced my husband and i went to counseling that all these things started coming up again and it was only until i viscerally felt it in my body that these memories started moving through again and i remembered that i needed to then duplicate experiences you know, you were talking about this um, this um, uh, meeting that that they put the line on the floor, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to bet that there were that the people that when they brought up the subject of have you ever been sexually abused, that the people who did not come over to the other side had been, but they weren't willing or either didn't remember it 
or they weren't willing to move into that space because it still hurt too much. Um, and some people also don't know what it means. What does trauma mean? It could be the way that someone looked at you. Sexual abuse could be just the way you don't have to physically have gotten like like hurt but it could have been the way someone looked at you and had you feel that you're unsafe that already holds a memory in your body absolutely well so it can be anything and yeah. and trauma and we all have experienced trauma um I, when i was when i was a bus driver we used to get if we did something wrong we got a note from the boss and from one of the chiefs and they would say please come see me and with what, what it was about. And um, I would sit there and go, oh, man. This and until one day I thought to myself, you know, there is nothing that I could have possibly done since there are 1,300 bus drivers on the road every day. There's nothing I could have possibly done that hasn't been done before and that hasn't happened to somebody else before. Uh-huh. And, and so that changed the paradigm from, oh, I'm terrible to, I'm human, and that ha- it happens to all of us. But there's a there's a point that you have to get through that, and that's what that's why some, working with somebody like you can help them get, get help somebody get through those issues. Completely, and also if we think about it, our thoughts constantly project us either to the future. What? Oh my God! What is going to happen? Right? We have this future catastrophizing it's like oh my god I, I i got laid off i don't have a job it's like okay so that is what happened but what sucks about that it's like i'm really emotional i'm, I'm afraid i'm not going to be able to provide for my kids great so that's the emotion that we're working with right because that is what's keeping you future projected and oftentimes it's because we think back into into our past where we've seen our father, I don't know, one of one of the fathers of our friends get, get fired and seeing how those kids didn't survive, right? So we link all these things and this is what's going to happen to me. And once you can move through that by feeling those feelings and by actually by releasing that charge, then you can be in the moment of now and then you have choice. And then when that monkey mind doesn't go so fast, and I use a whole bunch of different different methods. And there are loads of different methods to actually get to that place of now. You have choice and then you can make proper choices and not choices made out of fear or made out of anger. I had a friend. I used to have a friend. And he got laid off. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, this is terrible. I'm awful. I'm, just, I'm nobody. And I got laid off and they didn't want me anymore and so forth and so on. But he he looked at it from a perspective of, okay, what's next? Now what do I get to go do? And as it turns out, if you look at the totality of the experiences that we have, oftentimes, even when they're a bad experience, they teach us something and then we can we can move into the better experiences. And in his case, he got he, he recently got hired at a job that he didn't think he was qualified for, but they love him to death, and it's a much better job than he had before. He was just scared to leave that job uh, because he didn't want to jump into the unknown. And and so the universe kind of forced him 
to leave that job so that he could attain the job that they wanted him to have. Does that make any sense at all? Isn't it cool, right? And this is where I keep saying to people, it's like, things don't happen to you. They actually really happen for you. And then I get my, my people that have had massive sexual abuse or one of their children committed suicide. And they're like, what do you mean that happened for me? Or someone die in their family. It's like, how, how could the universe, how could God just, just do that to us? Whatever their, their higher power is, whatever they, they you know, preach to or, or, or pray to or, or feel like, you know, uncomfortable with that something got taken away. And then, but then to see the lessons in it, it's like, if that hadn't happened, then I would have not reached out to others or then I would have not set up my charity or then I would have not, this would have not come my way. And although they're really hard lessons from time to time, there's also a lot of beauty in them. And, and that's where we can look back over our life and say, yeah, I'm grateful for this. And also that really hard thing, what did I learn from it? What opened up for me there? And that's it, right? The universe has a way of providing things for you. And even when it is tough. There's a gal by the name of um, Michelle Neff Hernandez. 15 years ago, 16 years ago, she gets a call. Her husband is an avid bike rider. And she gets a call saying that her husband has been hit by a car. And um, five minutes from the house. So she gets in the car, goes there, gets in the ambulance with him. He dies on the way to the hospital. She is absolutely devastated. To this day, she, she still loves him, and she's devastated. But because of that event, she created a widow's group that is now a national group that features um, uh, groups of people that get together because they were also widowed and yeah. or they're widowers, and they are she created this out of nothing. And um, so you don't know what the experience, even though that was a horrific experience, you don't know what good is going to come from those experiences because we don't get to have the 50,000 foot view. We just sit here, you know, but so we don't get to see what's going to happen next week, next month, next year, based upon what happened. And so if you trust that good things can come from any situation, then you'll find that because I know that you you've worked with a lot of people. How many people have been sexually traumatized and they turned that into a nonprofit organization or they turned that into a coaching business or they turned it, which is to help some other people. I know, I know, you know, a ton of those, including yourself. Most, most people have. Right. And that's where we kind of see the gold. It's like, you know, this happened to me and I want to help others not have to go through that long way that I <laughs> roundabout way, but let, let's, you know, let's cut off. <laughs> let's cut off. I don't know, a few years of that, that long cycle so that you can get through it quicker. And I hear the story of her, which, which is beautiful that she set this up. And today my, um, my podcast, um, the scrumptious woman, the section on grief came out because I, I grieved a lot. I had my sister pass away, my father and my mother, and I helped doula them over. So I was there and actually helping them prepare to, to, to pass over. Um, 
And it taught me how to be with grief and how to be in the middle of that and teach others how to be the full you while you're grieving, while you're laughing, and the totality of everything really having that full experience to you. So I talk about that, and I just remember that so many of my friends and so many of my colleagues have said, oh my God, you've taught me so much about grieving that we can be with all the emotions and we can actually show that and teach people that it's okay to have the totality, to have access to all these emotions. Oh, I agree. Now, I do have a little bit different take on it, which is which is this. I've I've done like I keep saying I've done like two thousand interviews. I've done a lot of work with mediums, with uh, past life regressionists, with life between lives people, and things like that. I will tell you that that, and I can say this as a fact that. When somebody passes away and you love them and you're grieving for them, the last thing that they want you to do is to grieve for them so that it incapacitates you to live the life that you are supposed to be living here. And they will, if you talk to a medium, they will come through and they will say, I know you love me and I love you and I'm with you every day, but would you please live your life to its fullest because it's not going to be here forever. <laughs> and that's it. We never lose that connection with them, right? I mean, they come in through for me as well, and 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 not in the physical form. And and for me, it's not so much hearing what they're saying, but I can feel it. I can sense it, right? And um, and then I'll ask for little signs, and then all of a sudden, the butterfly or the this or the that, what really represents them, or a proper sign will come through. So completely. Grieve in your own way, but grieve while you are living, while you are living your fullest life. And that's the most important, right? Where it's we, we don't box ourselves up and become smaller, but we actually just really live. I love talking to you. You are just a remarkable lady, and I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Juliet Caraman has, has been our guest. Go to feelfullyyou.com. Listen to her podcast. Listen to, she's got some really great things to say. We've got about a minute left, speaking of which, and I'm going to step aside, and I'd love for you to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know. I would love you to really feel into what it is that you love about yourself. Write down three positive qualities or three qualities that you love about yourself. And I'd love you to do this with your kids at night as well. When you, when you have dinner together, just saying, hey, what was good about your day? And then what are three things that you love about yourself? And to build this up because we don't have that muscle like you know that we can big ourselves up we're like no that's not good but yes actually it is because you really will start to learn how to love every single part of yourself i can't think of anything better than that if you can if you can understand that you are a special person that there ain't nobody else in the entire world there are eight billion of us and there's nobody that's like you so, so celebrate yourself, celebrate who you are. And, and stop celebrate. comparing, comparisitis, just chuck it out into the bin. <laughs> I love that. We don't have bins here. We have garbage cans, but that doesn't matter. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Again, Juliet Caraman has been our guest. Go to 
feelfullyyou.com. And thank you so much for being here. Will you come back? I will. I've had lots of fun with you. Thank you. Thank well, you for thank having you. me. Oh, thank you. And by the way, everybody, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we've got. And we're going to see you at 3 o'clock on Kixie. <laughs>